Hey there, patriots. I'm Melissa Redpill of the World. I lead the Freedom Force Battalion, where we look at the current events in the light of God's Word. What we are all experiencing is biblical. This is the great day we have been waiting for all our lives. The great awakening when we all wake up and take our freedom back. Check out my show where we discuss the wonderful truth about end times. Join me, Melissa Red Pill the World, and the Freedom Force Battalion. Good morning, Patriots. I hope you are having a great day. I'm Melissa Red Pill, the world. We've got so much to talk about. So much is coming out. One of the things I want to talk about it today, I don't even want to tell you what it is until I get there because it's super, super hot. And I know if I talk about it, if I even tell you what it is, then it likely get the, uh, not, Brideon's awesome. Brideon won't, won't ban it, but other channels will. So wherever this might go. So I'm not even going to tell you, but just uh, buckle up because I've got, I've got, we've got to talk about some important stuff. Plus, I, we've got, to, we've got to talk about what's going on at the border, what, what's going on with the banks, and so you guys know what uh, the truth is about some of these things that you won't hear on the news. All right, I'll be right back after the break. All right, here we go, Patriots. Ready or not, this is uh, Freedom Force Battalion. If you guys are new, definitely go and check out freedomforce.live. We have all of our resources right there, and we look at how this is biblical. We always remember in light of all that's going on that we remember this is the day that we are being set free uh, from our enemies. And it had to be very obvious. President Trump even said that in Waco. They had to see it. Everyone had to see what they would do. And now we know, you know, and they're pushing it so hard. And that's a, that is a clear indication that this is it. Plus the fact that we are awake and that we're fighting and that we won't stop fighting. That tells you this is the great awakening. This is the day that we're being set free. This is not going to be another 10 years or we're not going to fall asleep again. We're going to charge into battle and we're going to end th this criminal cabal now that we're awake. And that's all there is to it. And the Lord gave us this sign. If you go to freedomforce.live, you just scroll down. You'll see my book on, on the uh, Revelation Decode. Actually, it's going to be on lots of channels. Um, it's gonna, my audio book's going to be on uh, Spotify and other places. <laughs> Even though they kicked me off, but that's a whole other story. But anyway, this is the sign the Lord gave us in the heavens, just like the Bethlehem star, to show this is definitely the day of our, the, the end times for them and a thousand years of peace for us. This is the, so we, you know, go and see more about that. When you go to the channel, go to the categories right here and you can search all kinds of things about biblical astronomy and revelation. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Help to get this truth out because people need to know the truth about revelation. They have scared us to pieces about it. They made us think that we need to escape and that the, uh, the beast is going to take over the world. And that's not the case. What this is about is us, us taking over the world, but God's people ruling the world in the kingdom of Christ that is coming to earth. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's get going. My York is okay. Ted Cruz, let's start this one with uh, Ted Cruz was not playing with Mayorkas yesterday. Check this out. Crisis at our Southern border made Americans less safe. Yes or no? Senator we are dedicated to the safety as the crisis made americans less safe i don't i don't want a, a discourse it's a yes or no question senator 
we have a challenge of you refuse to answer the question not sec mr secretary let me show you how someone doing his job answers a question in a straightforward manner chief ortiz is the crisis that is currently ongoing at the southern border making the border less safe for americans and aliens alike answer yes one word one syllable three letters that's how someone answers a question and does their job you're being a politician misleading the american people let me give you a chance again Will you show the same integrity Chief Ortiz shows? Is the crisis at the southern border making Americans less safe? Yes or no? Senator, we have 260,000 You refuse to answer the question. Let's move on. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, that, that was what it was in, in these uh, congressional hearings all day long. This obfuscation, this uh, hemming and hawing and not coming out with, with the truth. It's not that hard. It's really, really not that hard. So yet then he was asked about it being effective. Check this out. Back to the definition of operational control, I do not use the definition that appears in the Secure Fence Act. And the Secure Fence Act provides statutorily that operational control is defined as preventing all unlawful entries into the United well, States. By that definition, no administration has ever had operational control. So the way I define it is maximizing the resources that we have to deliver the most effective results. And we are indeed doing that. Okay, so let me just explain to you what he means by effective. Effective is that it's effective for the cartels and for them, for them, for them to get their their cut on all the money that is being spent, uh, people are paying to get across this border, and 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 for them to, it's it's effective because of all the influx of people into our country th that are not vetted. It is effective because this is exactly what they want to do, and so that's why he says it is being yes, they have operational control because this is exactly the operation they want to have happen. Their their operational control is is not the they would want it to be uh, a secure border where we know who's coming into our country. And anyone who is, even for my friends who are who are Hispanic, maybe who've come here illegally. I know people in, you know, who've come here illegally, but they are running from the cartel. They are not cartel. They don't want the cartel members to come to our country. That's exactly why they are here, so that they can be safe. And they've told me stories that will make your hair stand on end about how when they've gone across the border, how they are, it's just so dangerous. It's so dangerous. You know, I dare not go because of my my pale skin. But, you know, I would stick out like a sore thumb. But for them, you know, they can kind of, um, you know, meld in, you know, go in and, and not be seen. But even they have been uh, stopped and threatened and uh, uh, at gunpoint told, if you don't give us your money, then we will take your uncle. I mean, that kind of thing. It's really scary. This is people I know. All right. So now let's see what this one is. This is um, Becerra has been using the money for, look at how they're doing, using this money. And he's, he's been caught with his hand in the cookie jar. And, uh, and uh, Mr. Clyde is not backing up one half inch. Check this out. that we can spend money that hasn't been allocated for a particular use. Authorized. If it's been authorized, we can spend it. If it, but if it has not been authorized, it can't be spent. Is that what you're telling me? We would have to have legal authority to spend it, otherwise we couldn't. Okay, do you know when the last time the Title X Family Planning Program was authorized? Uh, uh, every year there's a family uh, planning uh, program that made available 
you all provide money in the budget, you give us authority to spend money on family planning. Well, authorized. Not appropriated, authorized. Oh, not, no, so now you're trying to, you're being a little technical here. No, I'm not being technical. There's, it's very, very distinct between authorized and appropriated. Congressman, you know, my research. You sit on the Appropriations Committee. Yes, I do. It seems that Title X has not been authorized since 1985. And when it was last authorized was the 98th Congress, Public Law 98-550, this one right here. Then, then explain to me why you grant us dollars to spend well, in that I'm, I'm the one answering, asking the question here, sir, Mr. Secretary. I, I try to answer the question. Okay. The reality Over is Over the last two years, in your tenure as Secretary, why have you not asked for an authorization? We would love to have the authorization. Let me see you try to get it through this Congress. In other words, he's spending money that he knows is not has has not been authorized by the Congress. He's spending money and for, for things that have not been approved for years. And he he's been caught. He was caught right there. Kudos, uh, Mr. Clyde. Awesome. And then here's another one that caught caught uh, caught him with their hand in the cookie jar. Well, this is horrible how they're using chips money, ch children's health insurance, whatever the government program, insurance program for children for gender mutilation they can call it whatever they want it's and he calls it the right thing it's gender mutilation the chips program is the president serious he wants to take our childhood health uh insurance program and pay for this yeah, i want to ask i want to be careful how i answer this because uh, i answer this as secretary but i also answer this as a father uh, sir i'm just asking be direct uh, this is a very simple question does the president want to use chips money to pay for gender mutilation surgery? If it's a simple question, I would tell you the simple answer is we want to make sure that everyone in America has access to the health care that they need, whether you're a child. So, so or the answer is yes. So the president perceives and you perceive that that mutilation surgery is what the child needs, not what the child might want, what the child needs. Is that your testimony? So there you go. That's how they're spending your tax dollars and mine for this evil, just like they've been doing using your tax dollars and mine all these years for uh, abortion. And so it, I am so thankful that we are getting these um, uh, these these congressional hearings where we're putting uh, the calling these people on the carpet. And then our job is to share this far and wide so people see what's going on with the border, what's going on with how our money is being spent, what's happening with with uh, how they're how they're uh, using this for such evil practices. E absolutely evil. All right. So I, have, I don't even want to talk about this today, but this is uh, something that uh, that you can help with on this terrible, horrible tragedy. It is. It appears that they don't want to release the manifesto. And why? Why would they not want to release the manifesto? Everyone knows who did this horrible shooting, how horrible, and it's just my heart goes out to anyone who was, who was involved. Um, but they don't want to release the manifesto. So that's what we need to use, hashtag release the manifesto, because they are using this. It appears... It appears that it, something in that paperwork, uh, her manifesto, shows that they are inciting people who already have, by her account, a mental illness. To, they're inciting them to violence. And that's likely what is revealed in this manifesto that they don't want to come out. So I want you to see that. Um, let me see. There's one more that I want you to see that. Let me see if I can find the one. 
bear with me real quick. Okay, this one. This is uh, uh, from April 1st, but this Saturday, they are calling it the Trans Day of Vengeance. Stop transgenocide. They're, they're saying that, that they're, and I saw a video, I didn't even post it, about how this person was saying, if someone is a, a trans foe, you push back on them. You you uh, uh, hurt them. You, you beat them. Yeah, they're literally saying that. And the uh, the assistant to the fake governor of Arizona, Katie Hobbs, she said basically this: that these people are are who are anyone who's against this is a is a transphobe. I mean, it's outrageous. You know, these this this is clearly inciting violence against Christians, against those who are who are standing up for one man, one woman marriage. And so there, this is exactly what this is about. So they're they're saying we have to do violence, and that's what happened with this young girl who likely just had a mental illness that was that was spurred on by these hormones. Her hormones were completely out of kilter, and it, then it then they just it doesn't take much for them to incite this violence by getting in their head on TikTok or 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 whatever social media. And so we need to really protect our family members and our friends. Say, do not if you've got. Someone in your world who is filling your head with violence, you need to ban them, block them. You cannot have that person filling your head. And this happened to a dear friend of mine um, that they had someone who can, who was trying to get in their head with with some kind of uh, violence or really, and that wasn't violence so much, but just just um, just anger and hatred towards someone and. They had to ban them and block them because they were just constantly in their head. That's where the battle starts is in our minds. And that's where we have to steal our minds so that we will not fall victim to that and help our family members and our friends and the children who are, who are just just will um, unwittingly being taken advantage of. And that's what we have to do to protect the children. Okay, so you have just helped them to. Let's share this information. All right. So this is the this is the law um, school in Georgetown, Georgetown Law. And you've got to hear this. This man was there as a as a student trying to prepare so he could take the bar exam, become a lawyer and you know, get into this great school, supposedly. And he finds out that it's just a propaganda machine. It's uh, all it is, is bringing in this woke ideology. And the only way that you can you know, do well and be propelled into these positions of, of uh, power and in, in, uh, judgeships or political positions or whatever position is if you agree to these things and do as, as you're told and, and you know, say what you're say, what they want you to say. And he had the nerve to tell them, why are we wearing masks when there is no um, there's no basis for doing so? And they you have to hear his story. Check this out. Booster. So one top student at the law school called William Spruance questioned those policies on the grounds they didn't seem rational or scientifically justified. Administrators did not respond to his arguments and said they suspended him. They then forced him to undergo a psychiatric evaluation and threatened to report him to the bar to prevent him from becoming a lawyer. He made it out. William Spruance is now a practicing attorney and he's written an amazing piece for the Brownstone Institute called Madness in Law Schools. He joins us tonight. William Spruance, thank you so much for coming on. Did you hear the title? Madness in Law Schools. Yeah, I, I, I applaud him 
because he is, you know, he's made a name for himself where after all that he's been through, all uh, he's learned and, and all this, he's, it's, I'm sure he's, they, they're going to blackball him. It, they forced you to undergo a psychiatric evaluation? Thank you for having me tonight, Tucker. Yes, so after I was encouraged to give a speech to a student council type group at Georgetown, I received an email that I was indefinitely suspended from the school, that I'd have to undergo a psychiatric evaluation and waive my right to medical confidentiality. During the psychiatric evaluation, it would start with kind of innocuous questions like, do you ever, ever get angry? Followed by, do you get angry about masks? And then, do masks make you want to hurt anybody? So it was, an ongoing cycle of questions that were designed to make me seem um, unhinged for willing for being willing to question their COVID policies. So we took a look actually at the speech that you gave, and I, and people can find it online. They can also find your piece, and I hope they will. It was entirely rational. You were asking questions about the science. You turned out to be completely right. Were any administrators at the Georgetown Law Center willing to entertain a rational conversation with you? I found that individual professors were willing to have the conversation with me behind closed doors, but they wished to remain, remain anonymous. As for the administrators, there was no such luck. While ostensibly this was about COVID, it was really part of a much larger cycle of events at Georgetown Law. We had people like Sandra Sellers and Ilya Shapiro who were thrown out of the institution just for being willing to question campus orthodoxies. And it was part of an ongoing double standard where if you're progressive and you regurgitate the proper slogans, then there's an indemnity built into shouting down speakers. This was on full display at Stanford a few years ago, a few weeks ago rather. But if you're willing to question the orthodoxy of campus, then they'll bring the whole horde of administrators against you and work to professionally. And you might think, oh, what do I care? This is at Georgia Law. The problem is it's an incubator for all these people who who get judgeships in and these politicians and all these positions of, of high authority. And so all these, that's why they make these outrageous decisions. You're like, you, you've got to be kidding me. And we're and they're moving us down, in, down this slippery slope of, I mean, we're just sliding into the abyss. And this is where they are trained in this this woke ideology and they're and they're trained to basically be like a the trained monkey where you just do as you're told and say what you're told socially and reputationally destroy you and that's how i saw my issue which happened in august and september of 2022 to 2021 just four months later Ilya shapiro was kicked off of campus for questioning president biden's decision to limit his supreme court nominations to just black women so you went to prestigious undergraduate college. You get into one of the best law schools in the country. How shaken was your faith in our legal education system by this? Well, I thought I was attending a trade school for a skeptical profession. I think in the long run, it's hard to be optimistic about the future judges and administrators and unimpressive bureaucrats because Georgetown Law is really just an incubator for an unimpressive ruling class of tomorrow. And so these people won't stay on campus and just make the people there miserable. They'll be running institutions like Georgetown Law. They will be at various government agencies. They'll be judges. And that, to me, is the more alarming aspect. I made it out of this process relatively unharmed. I mean, it was about a week that was difficult in my life. But going forward, the people have come out to me since my piece was released about similar stories, and they're gone through far worse than me. 
this is this tells you why and and what the danger is of these renegade rogue uh, educational quote institutions that are just churning out as he calls them unimpressive bureaucrats and they are they are they are have been proven that in the, in this situation that they will say and do whatever they are told they are not thinking for themselves and they're not standing up for for american values they're not standing up for for freedom they're just standing up for whatever to do whatever they're told that is the danger of this and sadly you know in these higher uh, education and it's just took completely been taken over same thing has really happened in the seminaries and that's why i'm here to, telling how this is biblical because unfortunately that all the pastors won't <laughs> i haven't found one so sorry i'm just i hate to be so ugly and rude but that's just the fact i can't find anyone who's going to tell the truth about revelation um so that's why i'm, I'm that's what i do all right so um this was from okay so next thing but we got to just keep pummeling through here this is something i talked about the other day about what really happened with this um the, uh, this drone going into syria i want to make sure that you saw this is very important that we understand that why do we have people in syria why have they not brought these people back it's because they're not really um uh, uh military bases they're an oil refinery uh, to steal the gas to, to steal the gas out of syria that's why we've always thought oh we're there to protect the people that's what they say on the mainstream media and now we realize all we're doing is going over there to steal their their gas and this is why okay so what happened was Israel attacked, was uh, uh, doing some missiles into Iran, but Iran did not respond by attacking Israel. They attacked this oil refinery in Syria. Interesting, because that gets our attention, helping us to understand why they are upset and that they know that if they go against Israel, they will get uh, destroyed in the, in the media. But this makes people go, wait, what is going on? Why are we there? Why do we have... An, a gas field under the guise of counter ISIS mission in Syria. And the thing is, they couldn't even protect themselves, much less protect, you know, anyone in Syria. They aren't, that's not their reason to be over there. Their reason to be over there is to steal the gas. Okay. And the same thing. Okay. So this one is, they say, I've got another one I wanted to show you. Oh, I don't think I have a picture. Uh, maybe it's somewhere in here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> there was also the one in Ghana where they're stealing the cobalt from Ghana. So this is what, you know, and they could say all day long, oh, no, we're helping the people. When you have the people earning $2 a day, that's stealing. When you're putting these people at risk when they're dealing with this toxic material and their, lively, their lives are, are the median age of people there is 19, then it's you're not doing them any good. And, and don't call it, don't call it that you're helping the people. It's not at all help. So this is what we, our, our cabal New World Order has been doing all over the world uh, for years that we, we just believed the mainstream media. And now, thank goodness, we have the Internet. We can share this information. And that's what we're going to do. Well, the Freedom Force Battalion. Okay, so when we get back, I'm going to talk to you more about this. Is This oversight committee has the bank records. Look at all this. I'm going to show you that when we get back, plus more. So I'll be right back after the break. Trump won and you know. 
right, folks, <laughs> let's look and see how much money uh, Biden got that they have just recently found. Uh, this was in uh, he denied the one million dollars in payments to the family from Hunter Associate, despite the bank records. Oh, no, it's not true. <laughs> it's right there in black and white on the bank records. One million sixty five thousand six hundred ninety two. Maybe that's why he didn't. Uh, he said it's not true because it wasn't to the penny. I, who knows? They'll lie about anything. But we've got the bank records. This is the oversight committee that posted this. Awesome. Uh, the Biden got five thousand here on three, six, seventeen, twenty seventeen. Got twenty five thousand. 25,000 on the 313. I mean, we've got the numbers. Okay. So you can, I guess they just figure, just keep denying, keep denying until the door on the Gitmo slams shut. Uh, Awasco got 300,000, you know, just whatever. So that's great news. Comer's doing an absolutely amazing job. And uh, he, there, I saw him on Jake Tapper and Jake was trying so hard to, to argue a case. He is an amazing debater, you know, so Jake Tapper had nothing to to say about that. It just didn't hold water. Um, This is another thing I want to make sure that you saw that the prosecutor admits that the DC police officers acted as provocateurs at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Isn't this amazing? It's already been, they had to admit it in court, in court. The federal prosecutor admitted in court papers that three D.C. Metropolitan Police Department undercover officers acted as provocateurs at the Northwest Steps of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2021. Share this with everybody. They need to know this. This is on my Freedom Force Battalion on my Telegram. Don't go follow all my channels. Oh, it's all right here. Go to the social media right here. Go to you know, Truth, Telegram, Twitter, all these, and you will find this link on there. Just search on there for um, about the pro- just search prosecutor, DC police officers, and um, this is it's actually post number thirty eight. 63 on on my Telegram. Anyway, so. Um, they, 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 it's, it's been admitted in the court that they were there as prov- uh, prov- provocateurs provoking uh, American citizens to go in the Capitol and, and to do this and to do that and, and to make it look like something it wasn't. And they had, you know, other Antifa and different other people there. We know that, but this has been now admitted in court. The admission came in a March 24th filing before U.S. District Judge Rudolph Contreras that seeks to help video, uh, to keep video footage shot by the officers under court seal. Again, they don't want this, the, the videos to come out. They don't want this manifesto to come out. Release the manifesto, release the videos, because what are they hiding? Well, we know is they're, they're hiding their their criminal activity where they are trying to incite violence and blame us when we when we didn't you know we weren't the, the guilty ones okay who's ready for some more mallorcas <laughs> sorry i apologize right now i'm so sorry to do that to you but yeah mallorcas is over oh these oh, just poor these poor people and i i have not found a link as soon as i find a link where i can trust that w- that we can support the people i will uh, of uh, of rolling fork mississippi i will send it to you because i don't I, I always have to vet this and make sure that we're not sending our money to somebody who's using it for their <laughs> for their yacht anyway so um so yeah mallorcas was in uh, rolling fork this horrible tornado and nothing natural about it. 
nothing natural about it. If you saw big giant tractor trucks that were on top of houses, this was not anything normal at all. And they can they can whip these things up. They've been doing it since the Ho Chi Minh Trail. If you're not familiar with it, go to weather uh 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 geoengineeringwatch.org geoengineeringwatch.org where they talk about weather weapons they've been doing this for years just like you did in seventh grade where you made a uh, in a bottle and you made a tornado they know how to do this with lasers so he was i'm going to play a little clip from him uh where he's talking at, uh about all the devastation blah 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 but he's saying it's because of climate change extreme weather events increasing only increasing in gravity in severity and in frequency and we have to build our communities to be best prepared for them to prevent the devastation to the extent possible i'll <laughs> decode that for you give us money for climate change help us to approve climate change legislation Whenever something like this happens and then they come out and immediately they come out saying climate change, you know, support the climate change legislation or from, uh, uh, from, uh, help us get through, get past the, uh, the, the banning of assault rifles. You know they have some hand in it. That's, it's all part of their, uh, uh, their, their control. Now, we're going to talk about something. This is what I was saying at the very beginning because something is going on in Israel. Okay. And Israel is for the first thing I want to talk about very quickly. And I talk about this in the book End times and a thousand years of peace. I talk about who is Israel. And if you understand the difference between the, the physical nation of Israel in the Middle East, and that is different from what the Bible talks about Israel, which is the 13 tribes of Israel. Manasseh and Ephraim and Judah and all that. And those, as the Bible clearly says in not only James, but also in First Peter, that the, the it's been the lost tribes of Israel that have been scattered all over the world. And this is true biblical Israel, because when you read the Bible and it gives you a promise for Israel, it's talking to you. This is not talking about just people who are in the, the nation of Israel who claim to be Jews. I'm, it's talking about to you. You are literal Israel. And, and there's two ways to know. You might be the, the physical progeny of Abraham, or you might be uh, uh, just a, an Israelite by faith. The true Israelites are those who have the same faith as Abraham. You will never hear this, I don't think, <laughs> in church. The controlled church the controlled church from the controlled seminaries won't tell you that, but that's the truth. This is what it talks about. I think it's Romans chapter six, Romans chapter three, it all through Romans. It talks about the true Israel are those who have the same faith as Israel. So whenever those promises are there, it's for you. It's the promises are for, uh, for us. So because they would have you think, oh, well, then giant swaths of the Bible are, these promises are not for us. That's not the truth. The truth is that it's all for those who have the same faith as Abraham, which is that we believe in a Savior who, who paid for our sins. Abraham looked forward to the day when the Savior would come to, to pay for our sins. And we look back and we realize that what Jesus did on the cross for us 2,000 years ago, we all have the same faith that we believe God and it's counted for us as righteousness. Our faith 
We're not saved by the basis of our works. We're saved on the works of Christ and our faith in him, which causes us to do the same works. But we're not we're not uh, saved on the basis of that because our our works are always tainted and his are not. All right. So, yeah. So this is the thing that's going on. One of the things, the major things that's going on in Israel right now. And that is that this man right here, the Israel's defense minister, was just fired. And when it was very interesting, because when uh, Netanyahu went to uh, on the Sabbath, went to I think it was in England, he was not able uh, allowed to speak on on the on the uh, during their Sabbath uh, to, to speak on that day. And so during that time, this man was in in the land of Israel in the Middle East, and so that. Their Sabbath had finished, and so he was able to go on and say that he disagreed with, and he wanted to to halt this contentious judicial plan. Well, what is this contentious judicial plan? Have you heard anybody talking about this on the news? No. Disclosed TV is talking about it. Um, uh, TheGatewayPundit.com is talking about it, and I'm talking about it, and it's very, very important to understand what are they doing? What is Netanyahu wanting to do in Israel, okay? So this defense minister says he the government should halt the contentious judicial plan. Now, there are other people, okay, so people are mad because this man was uh, was dismissed, was fired for coming out to say this. When, when Netanyahu came back, I'm sure he knew that for him saying this, this was going to be, uh, uh, he would be fired, okay? So if it, the the damage had already been done, and now the people are angry because they want this this judicial plan stopped. Okay, let's talk about what is this judicial plan. And this was I found this on the Gateway Pundit. Okay, as reported by CNN, the judicial overhaul in question is a package of bills which all need to pass three votes in the in the Knesset before they become law. The Bob, uh, the bill that has arguably caused the most fury is one that concerns the nine-member committee that selects judges. Netan Netanyahu's government has proposed altering the makeup of the committee and the rules in order to block the judges from having a final say on who can join their cabal. Leftists argue against this new proposed rule by Netanyahu. Okay, so it's, it's, it's quite... It's it's complicated, but imagine if if uh, Biden, which they did in the past, they wanted to go in and stack the Supreme Court, and they have not been able to do so because we pushed back. We said no, this is the way our Constitution is written, and you're not changing it. And the only way you can change it, the Constitution is with two thirds vote, and they weren't going to get that. Okay, so. This is what Netanyahu is wanting to do just by fiat and say, we are going to stack this Supreme Court. Now, what you're hearing is that, oh, this must be, you know, the Soros people are, are getting people out uh, out in the streets and they're they're paying people. And to be honest, I don't know the whole thing. I just want you to know more about what's going on so you know why the people are out, are out in the streets and angry about this and seriously causing a lot of uh, – uh, putting, trying to put a stop to this. And then, then Biden calls over Netanyahu, invites him to come to the White House. And I don't know if you know if you remember when they had all the world leaders standing in this uh, police place for a, for a photo op, there's one person that uh, Biden goes to shake hands with, and that was Netanyahu. And you know, so it's like, okay, what is going on? And why is he singling out as his best friend Netanyahu when 
what they always talk about is that they don't have this great relationship and agreement. This is very, very, very odd. This whole political wranglings is 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 uh, not just for just this superficial topical to review. We've got to dig down a little deeper, and most people don't have the time or inclination to do so. Anyway, so this is the first thing that he was trying to do. Netanyahu is trying to change the rule, and and sounds like he's trying to stack the court. Okay, not a, not a good thing in my opinion. Um, okay, so another bill contains an override clause. Listen to this, which will allow the Israeli parliament to pass laws that the Israeli Supreme Court previously ruled unconstitutional. Should this bill be enshrined into law, the government theoretically could override judicial uh, decisions issued by the court, basically nullifying their Supreme Court. Does any of this sound good to you? Do you? I can see why the people would be out in the streets, whether they, you know, it's been by Soros or not, which I doubt. But anyway, um, to, okay, so I just was saying to, to make a decision on which side is right, we need to gather facts and stay away from propaganda. The judicial overhaul does not appear to be constitutional, constitutional, and we know Netanyahu forced the people. Okay, I'm going to talk about that. He forced them to take the jab. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But here's the other part of um, the rest of the portion on the Gateway Pundit, um, and you can find that link on, on my telegram and on this, uh, this video. I want to get it posted on my website. Netanyahu's government and his supporters argue that the Supreme Court had overstepped its bounds for years and does not represent the value of Israeli citizens, as in the jab, where they were forced, all forced to take it. Critics, however, say the overhaul will damage Israeli democracy by destroying the independence of the judiciary. The, they further claim that rights currently not enshrined within Israel's basic laws, such as minority rights and freedom of expression, will be curtailed. Prote and that's happening already. Protesters also are angry over an unfit for office bill, making it more difficult to remove the prime minister from power. The bill, which passed last Thursday, allows for removal only in cases, they can only remove Netanyahu in cases of physical or mental capacity, and it requires a two-thirds vote. So this was already passed. They argue Netanyahu pushed the law through because of his ongoing corruption trial. He said trail, but his trial, potentially allowing him to remain in office even if he was convicted. Outrageous, right? What is up with that? What is up with that? And the, the guy who was in there formerly, I think he only lasted, the other prime minister only lasted four months. And they got him kicked out. And now Netanyahu is back in. All of this is very suspicious to me. Um, I don't like the idea of people going in and changing the Constitution willy-nilly and, and, and removing the power. No one deserves that. Uh, you know, let's just say you have people who are on the Supreme Court that are not doing their job. Well, you can go ahead and, and do what's lawful to remove someone who's a renegade uh, Supreme Court justice, if, if, you know, impeach them, but you can't do it this way. All right, so let me just tell you a couple of other things that are going on in Israel that really make you more suspicious. As I was talking about before with the Syria thing, look what happened that caused all this mayhem and caused them to send that drone, Iran, to send the drone into Syria. Check it out. Interesting. Interesting. The Israelis were carrying out their own airstrikes yesterday, earlier in the day, targeting these IRGC Iranian uh, bases. And so those attacks have been happening at the same time that there's up this uptick in tit-for-tat attacks between the U.S. 
and these Iranian-backed uh, militias. So that was going on, and that caused – so how many times has that happened? And that we maybe didn't hear about it, didn't know about it, and that you know Israel was attacking, and then they ended up attacking us, okay? And we didn't we didn't dig down to find out, or couldn't find the information. Now that we have the internet, we can we can dig down and find out more about why these things happened. This I will never forget him saying that that during this um during the uh, the COVID and the, all the vaccines. Listen to what he says. Basically, you just you just jab the people, and they don't have any choice. You can't ask someone to do that this night is old. Well, I, I was I was actually looking at doing uh, exactly what was done in Florida and, you know, having a lot of multiple places. But we didn't need to do that because we in Israel have a unique system of four HMOs that cover 98 percent of the population. with 98 percent of the population. I'm sure he and his buddies are not in the, those HMOs. They have a different they have a different uh, option. They don't have to be in those HMOs. They can have true health care. But in these, all these HMOs that everyone else is mandated to have, 98%. Yeah. Check this out. HMOs that cover 98% of the population with digital uh, databases, you know, so we're, we're fine. So we just harness that and everybody went in. But, you know, if you're not built for it, then and by all means, use other elements, you know, cut the bureaucracy, cut the bureaucracy, jab people, save them, and Got that's it. it. Move on. How you like that? Cut the bureaucracy, jab them, and move on. You got these HMOs in here, and the people are, are part of this, and they had no choice, no option. Jab them, cut the bureaucracy. Yeah, cut the bureaucracy, cut the freedom is really what he's saying. Cut the freedom. Don't 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 give the people the freedom of where, whether you do or not. And I remember what the people saying. We have no choice when when, the, when when all this was happening. So this is another problem. Here's another one. Israeli lawyers moved to punish talking about Christianity with a Jew with jail time. How do you like that? Do you think there's freedom there? There's not. I never want to hear the phrase Judeo-Christian ever again. Followers of Judaism, uh, Judaism hate Christ. And it's time for Christians to wake up. There are many who, you know, many who are, you know, happy to to share and, and, and have the freedom of religion. But this this type this type of thing where they are punishing people with jail time if they mention Christ and, and they could use any little the littlest thing. Oh, she wore a cross. Oh, he you know, he was carrying his Bible. And then oh, putting in, in jail. So something else is going on in Israel, and it's not about freedom. It's not about uh, having the constitution where people have rights that are enshrined. Because it's it sounds like it's it's becoming a, an authoritarian authoritarian dictatorship is what it sounds like to me. All right, so I'm, my time is running out, but I would just remind you of the wonderful promises in in God's word. Um, and I, I wanted to, to point out one to you. Let me see if I can get this to open up. One of the things that I didn't understand on when I first wrote the book, End Times and a Thousand Years of Peace, I didn't understand the trumpets. And I, so if you hear anyone talking about the trumpets, I want you to remember that the trumpets, the angels in Revelation chapter 9 are not saying that the, that, uh, the, trump, that the angels are destroying the earth. That is not what they are saying. They are, they, the trumpets are telling us who is destroying the earth, whether it's with 
the this propaganda, whether it's with removing our rights, whether it's with the the shootings, whether it's with the um, uh, the tornadoes, all these things. This is the angels have blasted us awake to tell us who it is. And it's an interesting little tidbit that they put in here. Every time they talk about one thing or another, whether it's the first uh, the first blast of the trumpet or the second or the third, it's always look at this. It says uh, that, for example, here's on verse thir uh, 13, the sixth angel blew his trumpet and I heard a voice speaking with the four horns of the gold altar that stands in the presence of God. Um, the angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one third, one third of all the people on the earth. I go into, I don't have time to go into all the detail right now. Go to my revelation playlist, go to get the book end times in a thousand years of peace. You can also get the audio book right here because I'm talking about they're the angels are telling us who is destroying the earth, do, who is destroying the people, who is destroying the finances, who is doing all the destroying, and it's the one-third. It's the one-third, the 33s. All right. So these are the books um, that, are, that are on Amazon End Times. This is biblical. These are all the Bible stories that we're fulfilling in our day. Who knew that these Bible stories would tell us uh, that we would get to reenact these Bible stories before our very eyes? Uh, this is the book, the main one the, the uh, about uh, the Revelation decode and then what all the minor prophets told us. They told us about this day. It's amazing. Um, I'm actually on podcasts. I was kicked off of Spotify, but I'm still on iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Stitcher. So definitely go and check that out. Those are the links and they're on uh, my social media uh, and on freedomforce.live. Don't forget, please go on to skippydoodah.com. I hope you will all get to go. Even if you can't go, this is a truly vetted organization. They are helping children to be rescued, uh, to be um, uh, uh uh, to be restored after they have been through such trauma. And this has truly been vetted. Liz Crokin will be there. Mel Kay will be there. I was there last year. I'll be there again this year. Emceeing the event, Mike Smith. These are the from the Out of Shadows, a wonderful group that will be there. Uh, uh, General Flynn will be there. But most importantly, uh, just whatever you can do, even $5, just whatever you can do to help support uh, this organization so that we can get the kids the help that they need. I'm very, very picky about who I support, and I know that this organization is uh, has been vetted. So let's pray. Thank you again, Lord. We thank you and praise you that you will rule this earth. The children will be safe and well and saved, and we thank you, Lord, that you are have revealed this to us. You've had the angels wake us up. We pray all this in your great name, Jesus. Amen. Love you guys. I will see you next Wednesday, 10 a.m. Central on TV.